0: And almost all of them said, I almost said Happy Mother's Day to you, but I'm not a mom. So, <laughs> uh, the children's service was amazing. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I could just like feel if my mother was sitting beside me, she'd be like, Yeah, we do need to cherish our mothers all the time. So, if any of you have mothers like that, blessing. <laughs> My mom's great. I didn't mean like that, like my mom. Okay, cool. You get it. You get it. Okay. Uh, let's start off by praying. Lord, bless all the mothers in this room and the fathers and everyone. Um, we celebrate Mother's Day today and we celebrate our moms always. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing unto you, O oh Lord. Amen. Amen. So when, uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, before the thought of even coming up here and speaking, I thought everyone who was standing up here knew the Bible backwards and forwards and knew exactly what they were saying all the time, and that they were guiding all of us, they were leading us together, you know what I mean? But I have a confession to make, I am not that person. I th- th- doing this uh, the past half a year, nine months has been really, really, really awesome. In that, I've gotten to know the Bible in a way that I did not know before. I knew a couple of verses, of course. We all have those ones that we know, but um, a Bible scholar I am not, and I realize that uh, a lot of the times maybe I'll be saying something, and I'm sure. Maybe some I don't really know, but I'm sure like someone's like I don't know if that's true, and it's probably not true, but just like you know, we'll we'll get, we'll we'll feel it through together. It's gonna be great. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you for your patience as I try and do all this. It's so fun. Okay, cool. So this morning in our Acts and Revelation reading, I couldn't help but notice something oddly familiar. I mean, in Acts we see a person being revived from the dead by the Spirit of Christ. And in Revelation, we see celebrations with palm leaves. Christ is truly moving throughout the world after his resurrection. Amen? It is pretty astounding what happens to the disciples after Christ's death and resurrection. They are completely and utterly devoted to continuing the work of the Lord and creating the church as we know it. And I know that's like kind of obvious, but to me, who's really just delving into this for really the first time, it's mind blowing. Traveling and riding to villages and churches and help, helping to perfect the way of loving and believing to then carry it on to the next generation to form. When I was younger in youth group, We would always talk about these angels coming down to speak to men or um, people rising from the dead uh, of earth being shaped in seven days, and I was so confused. Why don't I ever have angels talking to me? Like, where are the good old days where angels just randomly come and just have a a little like one-on-one with people every once in a while? And two, with modern medicine, sure, people have died for a few seconds and come back, but why isn't that like in the papers and stuff? If Earth was built in seven days, then that whole like Rome wasn't built in day argument is kind of null and void. I mean, I need to just focus up and get that gardening stuff done. I know that's maybe me just projecting my insecurities to you guys, but my garden looks a mess. Shirley can attest. Okay, great. Since Jesus laid out the groundwork it becomes more clear what is and is not important in life. Through his examples he's shown us that a person, background, religion, race, gender, uh, the person that or the person itself, the history, it does not matter. What does matter is simply their faith and devotion to making this world a better world, no matter how small or big the Acts. Acts, get it, because we read from Acts? All right, cool. I'll leave that one for later. In our Acts reading, we see this woman who has a long devoted history of turning her privilege into charity, ensuring that she gives her time and money and efforts to those who are not of her monetary standing. For me, personally, we don't see a lot of the uh, rich people being seen in a a great light here in the New Testament, as I said before, according to the small amounts that I've read. I mean, not small. Okay, cool. Just, okay. None with the stories that truly stick out uh, regularly, I mean. The rich are in my readings of the word uh, where I was in that particular time, generally people who suck money up from the poor, tax collectors, leaders. However, here in this story, we see a woman of means who understood that her calling was to help others who are less fortunate. Her devotion and her love of her fellow man is simply so astounding to me as I read this book. Mitzi Smith put it this way, it is the spirit of Tabitha, the spirit in her, that we hope will take on an immortality among the living. living. Tabitha used her privilege, wealth, just acts, and gifts, and prophetic speech for the benefit of the less privileged, the widows, Uh, the hungry, depressed, oppressed, marginalized, and penalized. She goes on to explain that though Tabitha is rising again, may have been mortal, it's her giving spirit that truly is the thing to be remembered. That's the glory. We are a people who are resurrected in death all the time. for even after those who remember us are gone, we bring our spirit to the world and carry our former generations with us. We carry their acts with us, and we attempt to perform acts that will help this world. Even hearing of Tabitha's life as someone who devoted life to giving, I'm inspired to do the same and motivated, and this book was written like hundreds of years ago, or thousands, which was written a long time ago. If that isn't a miracle, I don't really know what is. The miracle of giving and our spirit being here forevermore, we see in Revelation a celebration, a tonal shift that the rev- of the revelation that I've come to know. That of destruction, and it all kind of sounds scary, but a scene of joy and light of Christians coming together in celebration for we have devoted our lives to christ which means to continue to better the earth and like after a long day of beautifying a town we come together and revel in the glory that is christ or that is the beautification that we just did at the end of the day yes we are merely humans in this world that has seen angels come from the heavens and saints traveling and proclaiming and Christ coming, dying, and being resurrected. But we're not, are we not already seeing the miracle of Christ's death-defying acts? Mitzi Smith also said, if there are a few Tabithas in this world, the world may never know peace. We need more Tabithas. And though we still know of countries being war-torn and even great divides in our own country and maybe even in our own homes, we also see the hope of the future. With programs right here like the Backpack Program, ensuring that kiddos around the area can have the essentials or celebrate recovery, uh, which it takes place in Crawfordsville and helps addicts celebrate their walk through recovery to the work of a lot of the United Methodist churches all around the world to help bring more equality and inclusiveness into the church, to charities like Charity Water, devoted to bringing clean water to areas without clean water. We can always love more, give more, act more, but for a moment, let us recognize that this miracle is already in action. We, of course, can continue waiting for Christ's triumphant return. But why sit and wait when we can join in on this awesome, fun, and wondrous life? We can continue to give and love. And we can just sit back and revel just for a second at how glorious it all is. And use that to motivate us to tomorrow. Amen.